coming up on the Dr. John Deloney Show. My son-in-law threw a grenade into the middle of trust I had in him with infidelity. And I'm struggling with how to handle a conversation. Do I have a conversation? Do I not have a conversation? Thank you for being the single most mature mother-in-law I think I've ever talked to on this show. What's up? This is John with the Dr. John Deloney Show. Man, I'm glad you're with us today. Talking about relationships and mental health and whatever else is going on in your world. Whatever's going on in your world. You want to be on the show, give me a buzz at 1-844-693-3291. It's 1-844-693-3291 or go to johndeloney.com slash ask. And don't forget to call or write your local congressman for my hot topic um, Bill, I'd like to introduce that you can't, you can't buy clothes at Hot Topic and wear them in public if you're over, what did I say, 25? We'll make up an age. Nine, 19? That's probably good. Yeah. If you're, if, yeah. I think that's, I think that's wise. All right, let's go to Mary in Little Rock. Hey, Mary, what's up? Hey, John. Long time listener, first time caller. How are you? <laughs> Nobody ever says that. That's fantastic. Are you serious? I figure a lot of people say that. No, it's because I don't have any longtime listeners. <laughs> they listen once and they're like, I'm never okay. listening to that stupid show again. Yeah. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. So what's uh, up? Thanks for taking my call today. Let's save the world. Okay, what's up? So I'll, all right, I'm going to get in. I'm going to give a really brief question and then we can kind of dig into it if you want to, or you might have a really brief answer. So here we go. Um, my question is, how can I be supportive of my husband's hobbies without feeling kind of resentful without the fact that they mainly take him, you know, away on the weekends to do stuff. Ooh, good question. <laughs> uh, okay, tell me more. Um, so we have been married almost three years. We've got two kids under two. Um, we both work very intense full-time jobs. His job, uh, he has kind of erratic hours, so he's not home a lot at night and some weekends anyway. And so that's why I kind of put so much emphasis on our quality time on the weekends. And then, you know, every few months it's like, Hey, I'm going to pick up this new hobby. And I'm like, what, why, what are you doing? Anyway. Um, okay. There's a few things at play here. Okay. okay. One, two kids, two and under, right. Or two kids under two, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Y'all are in a season that is not going to last forever, okay? Right. So I want you to, like, let that be the sidewalk that we're going to walk on together. Um, this season will pass, okay? okay? The second thing is I want to hear from you about quality time. When you talk to your husband about quality time, tell me how that conversation goes. Um. I mean, when I say, like, I think we need to spend more time together, it's doing stuff as a family, and it's not being in the same room while he's on his phone or, you know, while I'm entertaining our kids. Like, I really try, like, I try and explain what quality time means to me, and I don't always feel like that gets heard, I guess. Okay. So... Uh, I'm going to put that, I'm going to make myself a little note here so I can circle back to it. Okay. Tell me about his hobbies. What are we talking about here? Uh, hunting, fishing, all the things that go along with those, mainly. Hunting and fishing. So you're, we're in the summer here, so we're getting to the end of fishing and about to start the hunting season, and you're already anticipating losing him for the next few months, right? Well, I mean, I try to be understanding about certain seasons of hunting because it's, you know, it's, it's seasonal, and I know it's only a certain period of days where he can do certain hunting, and I'm like, okay, but... For example, a few months ago, he traded some piece of hunting equipment for a fishing kayak. And then it became, well, I'm going to go fishing every weekend in this new fishing kayak. Mm -hmm. So so tell me, there's something beneath the time thing here. What is it? What do you mean? He makes declarations and switches hobbies with some regularity. So is it the spending yeah. that's driving you crazy or is it no, the, no, it's not. okay. Is not it the spending. perception that you're stuck at home? Like 
you could say, I'm just going to go kayaking every weekend, but you are looking at these two little kids and you think, I can't, I'm here. And is it the freedom that he feels like he has to just head out? Is that the resentment? I think that's what it is. And it's not, it's not that I have all these hobbies that I want to be doing because, you know, I love spending time with my kids, especially since I don't see them much during the week. But I think it's the freedom. Yes. of he can say, well, I'm going to go do this today. And I'm like, Okay, I guess you're going to do that today. <laughs> but but the, I can't the, really do the that. resentment I don't there like, is, I can. and it's a common it's a common resentment. It's not that mm-hmm. well, I yeah, you said it perfectly. It's not like you want to be out hunting. It's yeah. that <laughs> you, <laughs> you want him to want to ha- fulfill your picture of what a Saturday would look like. Yes. He, he, here's two incredible things. Okay, number one, okay. my guess is. And you could say, John, you are wrong. We are good at this. If you're good at it, you would be in the 1% of the 1%, okay, of married couples mm-hmm. with two kids, two, mm-hmm. and, two and under. Is Have you heard me talk about pictures and words here? Yes. Okay. Is that you I'm a have, long-time listener. Come on. Okay. That you have a very clear picture <laughs> in your head of what time is uh, with family, family time looks like, and that we're not doing a great job of communicating that to your husband. And he has a very clear understanding of here's what I need. And he communicates that with, I'm going to go kayaking every day. Cause my guess is kayaking or getting out in nature or whatever the thing is also fuels a couple of things for him. Number one, he has two kids, uh, two and under, and he feels like he's lost his wife. Number two, he's got two kids, two and under and he loves his kids with all of his heart, but he's got some skills that he doesn't understand. And so it's natural to want to lean into the things that I'm good at. I, I know how to hide in the woods and shoot a deer. I do not know how to entertain a seven-month-old. And okay. without some intentionality, I'm just going to lean this away. And if this hobby doesn't fulfill it, I'll find this one. And this one, I'll fulfill it. All we're doing is just trying to find something that's going to fill that gap. And now we're just talking past each other. My guess is he would want more than anything in the world is to be a participant in the life of his wife and kids. And being out in nature, going out and exhaling and finding hobbies and things like that are really important for people. So it's twofold. You need to find some hobbies. Okay. And y'all need to come to terms with, hey, so I'm a big hunter. I'm out, I don't talk about it a lot because I know it's people don't like it. Um, yeah. I'm out in the woods a lot, a lot, a lot. And this past fall, I traveled all over. And so my wife and I had some conversation, like, like, here's what I need. I can't, I, I need you, your presence here. And I need, she's got things that she likes to do. So I need to go do my hobbies too. And so I had to make peace with, I'm on the road a lot. So the time I'm going to spend in the woods is going to be less this year. But it's a conversation we we had together. But it was very needs-based. Not, I need you here just sitting on the couch. No, no, no. Right. Okay. I need right. your son and daughter, neither daddy. And here's what that looks like. And I need you to be on the floor with us. I need you to be here for four hours because I need to go do some hiking on my own, Right. Instead of saying, well, you get to do this and I get to do that. And so now I'm just pissed off and I'm mad at you. You know what I mean? Because then it becomes about the yeah. hobby and the hobby is not the issue. The issue is I've got a picture of what this weekend's going to look like and you have a picture of what the weekend's going to look like and now we're just talking past each other. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? That makes sense. Yep, that makes perfect sense. And all of that on top of your body's a human jungle gym, nobody's sleeping, and you're working. He's probably not made the adjustment like most, most, most young dads don't make the adjustment Mm -hmm. on your domestic responsibilities increase 50%. I need you here. And here's what I need from you. Here's what this looks like. And so having a conversation about what needs look like, and y'all have to do that probably every month or two because they're going to change. These kids are going to change like crazy. Mm -hmm. Is that hard? Can he hear that? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I understand what you're saying. Yeah, but you don't like that. Tell me why I don't like it. No, no, no. It's not that I don't like it. It's a it's a communication thing that that we need to work on. I mean, I, I see what you're saying, but I hadn't really. I had been focusing so much on the actual hobby 
but I don't think I was looking, I was, you know, zooming out and looking at maybe it's not the fact that he does X or Y. It's the idea behind why he's doing it. So I think, I think that makes sense. Or let, let me say it this way. Okay. Um, there's a, like him walking in all gross and dirty and stinky, covered mm-hmm. in camouflage, whatever, at dark. And he had said he's going to be back at two or three and he gets back at dark. Mm-hmm. And you're mad and you start telling yourself mm-hmm. stories about being mad and what he's doing out there. And he doesn't appreciate all the crap you do. And you work a job to like, you're right. So the story machine's running and he gets mm-hmm. home and you're like, I can't, no more hunting, no more. Yeah. There's that. And then there's a Tuesday evening after the kids are down and you'll exhale and you have a weekly, what's our picture look like for this week meeting? And you look at him across the table and say, I miss you. I miss you. And everything in our world has blown up. It's all different. It's good, but it's all different now. And I'm tired. You're tired. We're both working really hard. Uh, I miss you. And we got to rebuild something new. We got to recreate something new because a, a, a humans, multiple human bombs have gone off in our home. And so we're going to we're gonna have to rebuild something new. That's a totally different conversation. Because it will eventually get to the story I tell myself is every free moment you have, you'd rather spend it not with us. That is the story I tell myself. Right. But if you tell him, you'd rather be hunting than being with your kids. Yeah. Now I'm lobbing grenades. If you tell them the story mm-hmm. I'm telling myself is you would rather be sitting in the woods covered in a dead animal's blood than mm-hmm. holding your kids. That's the story you're telling you. And that's a much different approach. Mm-hmm. One of those turns him on his default setting and he's going to get, he's going to get a uh, Sunday dad grumpy, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, or he's going to get a- uh, angry and yell. Which one is he? Yeah. Uh, angry and yell. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, a, you're always yelling around here. No, no, no. Hey, it scares me when you yell. See the difference there? It makes me feel unsafe when you yell and scream like a child in the house. I'd much rather you go for a walk and then come back and say, hey, uh, here's what I'm struggling with or wrestling with. Those two approaches get to the same issue, but one is a path of war and one is a path of... Hey, help me out here because I don't feel safe. Or the story I tell myself, I'm taking ownership of this. See the big difference there? I do. Okay. And there's a big difference. You're right. Yeah. I I find that it helps me to write things down before I enter into a conversation with my wife on these topics. Um, A good example happened just yesterday. And, And by the way, the more we make these regular occurrences, the better our relationships get. Um. Kelly and I and Joanna, who works in PR here, we did a quick, um, like, 28-hour trip, 36-hour trip to California, which is two time zones, right? It's a long trip. Um, we had an incredible experience with the Mind Pump guys, and we're, we'll have some shows coming out about that later on. But great trip. The trip was awesome. And as we were coming back, we got home at 4 a.m. is when I rolled in. Um, and I had a picture in my head of what homecoming was going to look like. a story I told myself, made up the whole thing, and then it didn't happen. And my wife, my daughter's going to art camp, and my wife was getting her ready, and it just didn't happen in the way I'd pictured it in my head. And then I started getting defensive about it, and then all of a sudden I find myself getting mad. Like, I just, not mad, like, not yelling, but I feel mad in my chest, like, man. And then I had to pull the thread on that very quickly, and it was, oh yeah, I told myself a story about what, um, homecoming was going to look like and it doesn't look like that okay and then i can grieve it real quick and be like man and then my wife and i are going to have our weekly meeting and i can say hey this fall when i'm traveling here's what homecoming like i get these pictures in my head of what this looks like and then i feel like it does so i can take ownership of this and realize that she didn't do anything to make me mad my wife didn't my daughter didn't my dogs didn't the chickens didn't i owned the whole narrative walking into this and in this case, maybe he is. Like, I've got friends who are hunters and fishers, fishermen that they disappear. It's their mistress. It's, they cheat on their spouse with their hobbies or playing guitar or whatever the thing is. Um, I get that. 
And that's a hard conversation that everybody's got to have, but it's always better, done better with. The story I'm choosing to tell myself is this. That's a great entry point versus if you go hot, right? And man, Mary, it's lucky to have you. It's lucky to have you. We'll be right back. All right, we're back. Let's go to Becky in Austin, Texas. What's up, Becky in Austin? Hey, Dr. John, just setting down the bricks. <laughs> All right, you, we Drake? go. What, what'd you sit down? <laughs> oh, you know, I have been following you from the beginning. You and AO talking about what your podcast name was going to be. And <laughs> you, you and your team have just helped me so tremendously with personal growth. So hats off to you guys. You have a gift. Thank you so much. So, Thank the purpose you. of my call today, um, my son-in-law of two and a half years, threw a grenade into the middle of trust I had in him with infidelity. Oh. And I'm struggling. He cheated on your daughter? Yeah. (sighs) And I'm struggling with how to handle a conversation. Do I have a conversation? Do I not have a conversation? I know that it's it's their thing and I'm not in it. Um, I've shared with my daughter quite a few of your podcast segments. um, Explained to her. after. I mean, I was just so mad. I was so mad. And, um, she was devastated. I was devastated, but you know, I said, these things happen Mm -hmm. and it's part of life and you can grow past it. You can grow together, but he's sick and he needs some help. Mm -hmm. And she, she knows that. And he knows that. Um, and I haven't seen him. And I knew at the time I was so mad. Don't talk, text or type Mm -hmm. man to stay, stay away. Cause I didn't want to say the wrong thing. Um, but I, I'm going to see him, you know, and I I don't want it to be where it's this elephant in the room that no one talks about. But at the same time, I don't think there's anything I can tell him that he doesn't already know. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't want to lay guilt and shame. And I just don't know how, I don't know how to approach it. Oh man. Well, thank you for being, thank you for being the single most mature mother-in-law I think I've ever talked to on this show. It's incredible. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, no, I know there's a lot of mature mother-in-laws that call, but the, like your wisdom here is incredible. It's just incredible. Thank you. Um, Thank you. I'm trying to think of where to start here. The, relatively, like I, I instantly know where I want to go with this, but I want to circle around it just for a second. Um, okay, what sure. was your relationship with this with this young man before this? Um, you know... They they were together for about a year before they got engaged. Um, he was not from our from our town, the area where we live. So I didn't know him. I did not know his family. I've noticed, you know, I'm, he's always welcome in my home. Um, I felt like I had a good relationship with him, but I noticed that I I think he was uncomfortable ever being in the same room with me by himself. Okay. I noticed that if it, you know, if my daughter left to go, they have a, they have a little toddler. Um, if she went to go tend to the baby, he, he would get up and kind of follow her. Mm-hmm. I, I just, and I always would ask him, how's your work? You know, how's your family? Just kind of, you know, scratching the surface and just general conversation, but no in-depth, deep conversation with him ever. I know he's had a lot of issues growing up and his family, lots of dysfunction, um, with the same infidelity issues. So I'm kind of mm. connecting all the dots. Yeah. Uh, he knows it's wrong. He swore he would never do it. And then he did, that you happened. know, and yeah. I'm like, okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, so the only relationship you can impact is your relationship with him. And mm-hmm. so I, I want you to spend your energy, not trying to fix their marriage or to become a marriage like have a radar for their marriage. They're going to have to figure that out. Um, I also think it's wise at some point, and this is going to be really tough um, for your daughter to have another confidant other than her mom when it comes to deep marital issues. Yeah. And I, just to speak to that, she, um, she texted me, he, he's working like five hours away and she texted me out of the blue and said, hey, can you watch the baby this weekend? I'm like, what? What's going on? And she said, well, I just, I need to go, you know, I need to go see my husband. Mm-hmm. And, but she wouldn't say, well, and it's very uncharacteristic for her just at the last minute. Hey, can you watch him? I got to go. And so I called her and 
she was bawling yeah. and she, you know, so I just kind of walked right into it. It's not, otherwise I don't think she would have told me. Okay. Um, yeah, she, she did not, has not told her dad okay. because she's afraid of the repercussions on that side. But, mm-hmm. um, Anyway, but you're, yeah, I understand where you're coming so, from. And she has not mentioned anything since about, and I haven't asked, okay. you know, have y'all gotten help? Have y'all seen a cat? I just kind of have backed out. Are you, are you assuming that she's it. staying in the marriage? I'm, yes. Okay. It, it, it seems to me that they're working on it. Um, they want to get with better help, you know, mm-hmm. and he have a counselor and she has a counselor. Actions speak louder than words. Sure. All so day we'll long. See, yeah. You know, yep. we'll see how that how that plays out. But yeah, I believe she's putting forth her best effort to to try to work through it. Okay. Um, last question before I start walking into it: Have you and your husband dealt with infidelity, of course, across your marriage? Um, we've been, we've been divorced for twelve years. When okay. we were married, no, okay. um, no, not my on my family. My parents, yes, I have lived through that. So I think that's why it's such a okay. sore subject okay. for me. You know. Yeah. <sighs> okay. So I'm assuming that they are working this thing out and that at this point, your daughter has the one that you feel confident you raised well, is a good young mom, has got a good head on her shoulder that she has looked at this situation in her life and said, this is a relationship that I want to continue to invest in. Good for her. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, any sort of trying to get in between that, her and that decision, um, I don't, it's just an opportunity to drive a wedge into some relationship and I just don't see any value in it. Okay. Right. Um, right. The second thing is you said he was sick. Is he having, is he struggled with addiction? Is he like, why do you say he's sick? Uh, because the manner in the way this happened and how she found out, it's like basically he contacted a prostitute but didn't have to pay her. I mean, this is not someone he had a, emotional connection with or worked with. And I mean, it just came out of the blue from what she understands. And I, she was saying, you know, mom, that's sick. That's sick. And I said, yeah, it is. It is okay. sick. He's sick. He needs, he needs help. Okay. Um, um I, I feel like he's got some alcohol dependency. Um, okay. but I, that's not me to speak into, you know? Yeah. Um, there, in, if there's, um, if there is addiction issues that are making your daughter and your grandchild unsafe, it is yours to speak into. Okay. So the way yeah. I, I frame this is not by your hand, but in your lap. You didn't cause right. any of this, but your daughter called you. She brought you into this. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to keep my grandchild safe. I'm going to keep my daughter safe. And if she chooses to stay with this guy, then I'm going to model what healthy relationships look like. And healthy relationships mm-hmm. do not have elephants in rooms. They don't have right. secrets and they forgive. And like you mentioned, they set bricks down and they lean in relationally. And so in my head, I'm trying to think through if this is my, my daughter and this happens with her husband. And mm-hmm. she calls me and says, will you keep our baby? I got to go deal with my husband. And then I call her and say, what's wrong? And she's weeping. And now I'm brought into this thing. Yes, I'm going to be yeah. pissed off. I'm going to have to deal with my own issues. That's for me as a grown up to deal with myself. Right. Right. Um, so I'm going to go right. have my friends and my community. If I got to reach out to accounts, I'm going to do that myself. But when it comes to the relationship, um, I would sit down with the young man and say, I got brought into this. So here we are. You hurt my daughter and you violated our trust in our family. You threw a grenade here mm-hmm. and she's choosing to stay, which means you're a part of my life now. And that means I would probably do something symbolic for a young man in this situation, like put it on a brick and mm-hmm. put tape on it, like masking tape on it and write it down, cheated on my daughter so he could see it and say, when she called me that night, I've been carrying this around because it hurt me. I lived through this in my family and my, all that. Right. Mm-hmm. And then the symbolic. And from this point forward, I'm setting it down. But here's what setting it down is going to look like. You and me are going to have breakfast together or you and me are going to like, I'm going to lean into this discomfort in the relationship. And I'll tell you, if you tell him, I feel like every time we're in the same room together, there's some awkwardness. I'm the Mm -hmm. mother-in-law, so I'll own it. But I want to get to know you and we're going to spend some, I want to spend some time with you. So I'm going to reach out and I want to go do Denny's breakfast once a week. Or if they live too far away, then we're going to fill in the blank. But Mm -hmm. I want him to see he violated this thing and 
but he's still going to be a part of your life. And so I'm going to lean in on the healing part of it. And then you can do the good parent thing and say, and if you ever hurt my daughter again, right, you know, I'm a person yeah. with special skills. I'll never find you. Yeah, that kind of thing. It, yeah. And you got to <laughs> wink at him. But, um, but yeah. I think there's something about if you're interested in healing the relationship, and I get that from you, you're interested in healing this thing. You just don't know mm-hmm. what's next. Avoidance never works. Right. Um, right. Secrets destroy families. Un, unhad conversations destroy families. Now, your daughter could come to you and say, please, God Almighty, do not mention anything to him. Don't talk to him. Don't bring it up. It can't happen. Um, and I would push her on that because she brought you into this. Yeah. And she might even yeah. say that I'm never going to tell you again. You could say, great, great. That's fine. But yeah. You, you told me about this one. Yeah. And if he's going to be in my house and I want to invest in this relationship because it's a part of your life. The sucky thing about boundaries is that other people can use them too. Right. Okay. And they can use right. them to cut you out just as much as you can say, here's what's going to, how my house is going to look like. I hope yeah. that that isn't the case here. Hopefully he is really repentant and remorseful and is getting the help that he needs and also can be changed over time by the love of his mother-in-law. Maybe the first time somebody's reached out and loved him other than yeah. uh, not in a romantic way. Yeah. 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 But holy smokes, that'll be hard, right? Man. Yeah. You know, the your kids are young. The yeah. mama bear doesn't go away when they become adults. <laughs> no, 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 no. There's some great research on women and aggression and especially with their kids that like men get the uh, aggression stuff all the time in the popular media. But like, man, yeah. Mama bear, dude, that's for real. That's for, that's yeah. for real. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. Well, this has been very helpful. How, how does that sound? Um, Good. I I think, um, yeah, just sitting down with them and how you approached it that, Hey, I got brought into this. And, and, um, like I said, I don't want to guilt him or shame him because I feel like he's living enough of that right now. Yep. Um, he's, he's very remorseful and I don't want to throw darts at him. Uh, that would not be helpful at all. So, so if you're trying uh, to help somebody not live in shame, um, the only way to not live in shame is to turn the lights on and have vulnerable relationships. Yeah. And yeah. like, what is it Brene Brown that says shame eats secrets for breakfast? That's what fuels shame. And so right. it's not going to do this. And the path yeah. to freedom for him is some really uncomfortable conversations with people he hurt. And those people saying, and I see all of you and I still love you. And I see all of you. Right. And now you got to go to breakfast with me once a week. Ha ha ha. Yeah. <laughs> and it may be so awkward. Stay on the line. I'm going to send you all of them. Every pack of conversations with, with humans, uh, cards that we have. Oh, I'm going to send oh you all God, of them. Oh my God, that would okay? be awesome. But here's the deal. Yeah. You can use them and you can say, I got these stupid cards for us to learn how to, uh, not to learn, you don't say anything. Just say, hey, I got these cards and we're going to go to breakfast until we go through every one of these decks. The ones for yeah. work, <laughs> the ones for couples. It's going to get weird between me and you, right? Um, yeah. But, I think that would be a great way to get to know this guy. Yeah. And yeah, that would be, yeah. He may hurt your daughter again. And you can tell him you got, you got, you've, you've played your card now. Okay. Yeah. The next time you hurt my daughter, the next time you violate our trust, her trust as a family that you, um, this is going to be a different conversation that we have. Okay. Or my boundaries yeah. will look different and that's okay to have hard boundaries and accountability and all that kind of stuff. I think that's really important. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I don't think she would stay if it happened again. That's why when I talked to her, I explained to her your scenario about the twin towers yeah, and yeah. you know, they have to do something totally new. And, yeah. yeah. And it may be that he's and not working I've, five hours from home anymore, but part of that is a new job. And a part of that yeah. is new. All, every, everything's got to be different now and everything's got to be on the table. Now. They may have to move away and go do live somewhere else. All, everything's on the table now, right? When you're rebuilding after infidelity, especially in a young marriage with a young kid, everything's different now. And great. Could, Cool. Awesome. The thing you can control and all that is you. And um, even sitting down with your daughter, I'd recommend you sit down with her and have a hard conversation. Um, tell, let her know that you'll be there for her. Let her know that she needs to get close compadres and friends and community. And um, you need to have a conversation with this guy and, and all that moving forward. But um, whew, 
That's a tough uh, I'm just thinking through that, man. My blood boils just thinking about that. And hopefully my daughter's not married for a long, long time. And hopefully she never experiences that. Um, but the data tells me she might. And man, all of us have hard conversations. We have to look in the mirror before we have and say, well, what's our goal of this conversation and how can we bring about both boundaries and healing? Man, this guy's lucky to have you. It's his mother-in-law. He won the lottery. We'll see you soon. We'll be right back. One of the most common questions I get on my show is how do you get something off your chest? Maybe it's a deep secret that you've never told anyone, or maybe it's something that happened to you. Or maybe it's something you've done and you're deeply ashamed about it. You're worried because you know bringing this to light is going to cause disruption in every part of your life. All of us, every single one of us, have things both big and small that we need to get off our chest from time to time. And I say this always, secrets will kill you. But it's often so hard to know where to start or even how to say these things. Therapy is a safe and effective place to get things off your chest, to learn how to say scary and hard things out loud and figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. I have personally been blessed to have a great therapist who I can talk to and who helps me get these heavy things off my chest and figure out what to do next. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's convenient, flexible, and suited for your schedule. You just fill out a brief questionnaire. You get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time, and it doesn't cost any extra money. Listen, it's time to get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Deloney today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Deloney. All right, let's take one more. Let's go to Janelle in Seattle. What's up, Janelle? Hello, Dr. John. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. Good. I um, I guess I, I have a question. Um, I'll just start out. Um, I, I feel like my husband and I are never on a team. Okay. Um, I, I want to respect him and, um, and his personality, but I just, I can't get past the irresponsibility and the weight he has me carry. Um, and I just, I just don't know how to deal with it. It's been like eight years and it just seems like we just can't get on the same page. I don't know what to do. Oh man. I'm sorry. Like just before we even dig in, like that's a, that's hard, huh? Yeah. Yeah. And, and we've, we've talked about it, argued about it. Um, like financially I've done the every dollar app. I have it all done. All you have to do is look at it and tell me where I overspent. And he just, he just doesn't care. And I just, I just don't know what to do about it. I'm like, please tell me like to stop spending or something, you know, just have an opinion. And he just, he just doesn't. So it's, so they gave me some notes on this. Jenna gave me some notes, um, says that y'all have been through bankruptcy together. Tell me about mm-hmm. having to buy a house from your parents. Yeah, yeah. So um, when we got married, it was like three months after um, we got married, I got hit with, um, he told me that he owed like tons of money to the IRS. How much? And I didn't, like 70000 Okay. And his mother was doing his books. And so his books weren't very well done, you know? And so we did a refinance on his house and I really didn't want to do it, but I felt like, well, we're married. So we, I kind of had to, um, then he had a business on his own and, um, found out that his business partner was stealing money from him, like $10,000. And the only reason we found out is because I said, you need to go through the books Mm -hmm. and make sure everything's done. Um, Then he he ended up, he was drinking um, a lot. And so um, I felt like I needed to move closer to family. Mm -hmm. And so after bankruptcy, which I was pretty devastated because I don't, like, that's not how I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So it was pretty embarrassing. And then we bought a house um, from my parents. And um, it just it just feels like my whole life is based off of his decisions. Mm-hmm. 
and I just feel like I'm constantly coping. You know what I mean? That you're um, that you're getting dragged around aimlessly. Right. Huh. right. And so and when y'all have, have these conversations, he just blows them off? He gets really defensive. Yeah. And he um, is really extreme. And then he, like, he'll say, well, I'll just take over everything and we'll just move, you know, in to another state. Sure. And, you know, we have kids, so I'm not going to drag them all through this, but so I'm trying to keep it stable. You so, know, for your, so for your kids are getting dragged through it. There, yeah. There is but, no protecting them from this. They're absorbing every second of it. I know. And it's, and it's hard. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, no, I know it's hard. Um, yeah. the I'll, we'll stay together for them or, um, right. my husband's an alcoholic. He cheats on me. He's abusive. He doesn't come home. He's bankrupt us. He's not the, but the kids. Right. That, yeah. They can yeah. often become a proxy for making hard decisions or they become an excuse for making hard decisions. Right. Yeah. Um, right. have you and your husband sat down and talked about divorce separating out? Um, there have been conversations. Um, we've gone to marriage counseling. Um, and it seems like he's, it's only when it's, it's only if I get upset mm -hmm that I'm taken seriously. Okay. Um, he, he has right now, he has a, a great job mm -hmm. and, um, we're financially okay now. I just feel like, um, he still has me carry these, those bricks, Tell you know, in the him. backpack. When you say you've got um, to carry stuff, what are you, oh, yeah. what are you, what are you being forced to carry? Um, the finances, okay. I take care of all of the bills. Okay. Um, what happens if you say, I, I'm going to stop? They won't get paid. Okay. So you, you are married to a child. Yeah. Okay. It, do you feel much, the words you're using sound much more maternal, like you're his mother. Yeah. And whenever I, and this is a super common thing, so I don't want you to feel like you're on an island by yourself, but when one or the other spouse takes on more of a parental role, there's a different intimacy there. Nobody wants to sleep with their son and nobody wants to hook up with their mom, right? So there's a, it, it, it has a glitch in that relationship. And then um, that intimacy ripples through every, right? So it just becomes a domino that falls. Mm -hmm. um, have you, when you've sat down with him before, and I know you've probably had a million conversations, mm -hmm. uh, what does he say about like, I don't want to be your mom anymore? He gets defensive. He what, what does that it. mean? Because um, that's what children do. They get mad. They spit. They throw things. They kick things. Yeah, it's 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 pretty much slamming doors, um, yelling. You know, um, just about how he can't do anything right. Mm -hmm. And it's a child. Um, it's a child response. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Um, it's a, it, it is. It's a grown-up temper tantrum. I'm taking my ball and going home. Fine, we'll just move yeah. and we'll never come back. Shut up. Like, right? That's, I mean, it's a child. <laughs> yeah. I need a grown-up to sit down across the table with me and say, are you going to do marriage with me anymore? Yeah. Are we going to protect our kids? Right. Are we going right. to ever um, fix the sexual intimacy issues in our marriage? Are we ever going to have some kind of firm financial footing where we're on the same page and we're on the same team? Right, you see what I'm saying? Like, right. Um, that's a different. Yeah, it's hard. It's it's hard to be married to a child. It's really hard to, to be married to temper tantrums. And right. my guess is, if he was on the phone with me, um, he could probably point back to a few places in his life when a child had to take over and start defending him from things. Oh yeah, sure. And that child still playing defense for him. Mm -hmm. And so that child kept him alive at one point, kept him safe at one point, and now that child is destroying everything around him. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. And so the question yeah. is, is there a way that you can communicate with him? Have you sat down ever and said, I need to, like, normally when I talk to couples in this situation, the, the conversations, the deep talks always happen on during fights. Yeah. And it feels like a great moment when finances are secure, he's got a good job, things are okay to circle back and say, we need to have a big 
we need to have a couple of hard conversations. Um, I'd like to plan a half day. Would he do that with you? He he would. Um, the, the, I think it's for me, it's the follow-up, you know, like mm-hmm. you said you were going to do, like I've asked him like, can we please go over the finances? once a month, Mm -hmm. like the beginning of the month, please. And the every dollar is already done. You can see where all the money is spent and we need to go over. But you see, you see that's, I would say that's one of the big challenges because you've made every dollar a math problem. Yeah. It's a different conversation to say, I don't feel safe. Yeah. I've told him that. I feel completely Um, and totally alone without you. And yeah. when you don't participate, it's, I can do the budget. I'm a grown woman. I, I can pay our bills. Mm-hmm. I feel like you would rather kick and scream and throw a temper tantrum than help your wife feel safe. Yeah. That's a totally different conversation. And if he doesn't respond to that, which some, uh, uh, <laughs> some marriage partners don't, oh, get over yourself. It's just a stupid budget. Mm-hmm. Then the next response is, I have to make decisions about, do I want to be married to somebody who's not going to participate in my marriage? Right. Because really you feel dragged around. It's the other way around. You're dragging him around. Mm, And I think you're tired of carrying somebody in addition to your kids, in addition to your own things. Um, And you're probably by carrying him, probably carrying his family around and all that other drama. And and you got the shame that you're carrying around about all that you're tired. I am. It, it, it is, it's tired and there's just, it just seems like there's so much outside drama that it's just. That's it's, right. Yeah. Yeah. And so a lot of this gets put on, um, on him and he's a huge contributor, make no mistake. But my guess is there's a lot of just mess, <laughs> right? There's just stuff. And so I think a valuable exercise would be to sit down and say, all right, I'm going to write this stuff down. What is really on me? And you might find Mm -hmm. out that it's his brother that comes over every Wednesday that always, you know, like whatever the, like who knows what all the things are once you start writing them down. But I'm going to write these things down and you have to come up with your or what statement. And an or what statement is couples who have reached a point where, like we need to decide if we're going to stay married or not. We're going to have to decide if we're going to keep dating or not. If these things don't change, the or what is, then I'm going to go. Or mm-hmm. if you know in your heart and mind, I will never leave. I'm never going to leave. Mm-hmm. Then the alternative is to make peace with where we are. And there is a often a blending of the two. Here's an example in my own home. Okay. Uh, okay. I talked about this a little bit on the show. I'm, I'm a mess. I have, uh, <laughs> I'm just kind of all over the place mm-hmm. and my wife is very list makey and very on timey and, mm-hmm. um, very like things got to be done in this way. Uh-huh. And I, I, I've tried, I can't operate in the world that way. And mm-hmm. I also know that putting my shoes away is a sign to my wife that I love her and value her. Yeah. And so here's a compromise. I got home at 4 a.m. the other day. I didn't unpack. I opened up my suitcase, grabbed some underwear out, jumped in the shower, and got in bed and went to sleep. I was exhausted. Mm-hmm. Okay? You have no idea what it's like trying to sleep on a plane next to Kelly, who's listening to her <laughs> 80s metal singing. I'm just kidding. She wasn't singing. Um, but so she walks in. At 8 o'clock in the morning, there's a half-open suitcase. There's stuff strewn everywhere. She's able to exhale and say, he got in late last night. Her first thought is, isn't figures. He's acting like a child, stupid baby. Like Her first thought is, man, he must be exhausted. Yeah. And then when I got up and I stumbled around, got my coffee, went out and did my little weird morning routine, then I could immediately say, what's the best way I can honor my wife right now? I need to get this crap mm-hmm. cleaned up. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's about yeah. how can I meet your needs and how can I meet my needs? That's how we found some peace in the middle there. It's not either yeah. or. In her perfect world, you get home at 4 a.m., you unpack, you put everything where it goes, you start a load of laundry, then you go to bed, right? And then you make up your bed. Yeah. My perfect day is I'll unpack in a few weeks when I'm leaving in town again, right? So we're yeah. going to find peace yeah. in the middle. All that happens because I'm committed to meeting her needs and she's committed to meeting mine. Yeah. And if you can't have that with a partner, you've got to decide am I in or am I out? Can and I be, what are, 
what is the what are the effects on the kids? Do you know what I mean? <sighs> the the kids need well parents. Yeah. The kids need well parents, and you're not okay, and your husband's not okay. Mm-hmm. And so any sort of pseudo performance to try to make them the reason why this chaos continues. Uh, the, the times for me that we're staying together for the kids works is if we're staying together and we are so committed to making this marriage thing work. Yeah. Then 100% figure it out. Yeah. But when grenades are going off and there's abuse in the home or there's deception and infidelity and all these things, but we're staying together for the kids, the kids are getting a ringside seat as to what marriage and love look like. And they're getting a ringside seat to what a beat down, exhausted mother looks like and a lying, deceiving, scheming husband looks like. Hmm. Or somebody who throws temper tantrums. Oh, that's what grown men do when someone holds a mirror up to them. They throw a temper tantrum and they kick and scream and take their ball and go home. That's what they're getting. Hmm. Yeah. Sometimes there's a gap and there's the stay together or the divorce. Sometimes uh, Terry Real talks about a 30-day timeout. People are yelling and screaming, 30-day timeout. Um, and here's the, he's actually got on his website the rules of the 30-day timeout. I got to get mm-hmm. some space, right? And I'm not saying that's yeah. the right thing for you guys. I'm saying there's an option between we're all out of here or we're all, right? Um, at some point, your husband's going to have to decide, is he in or is he out? Yeah, and that's the, it's gotten to the point where we, we don't even, like, if we argue, mm-hmm. it's it's in our bedroom, and there's there's not a lot of screaming, except for, like, maybe once every six months. Mm-hmm. He might just go off, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but it's, I just feel more than anything, like you said, just that beat down, like. And that's, just, that's some of that comes from, when you write down your needs, one of the needs will be, you will never yell at me again. Okay. You will never scream in this home. You will not raise your voice and kick things in this house. Mm-hmm. And the moment y'all are in a disagreement, every mm-hmm. marriage has disagreements. I had one this morning. Every marriage has disagreements. Right. The moment a voice gets raised, you can say, hold on, hold on. I will not be talked to like that. I will be back later. And mm-hmm. you head out the door. Yeah. And he can kick and scream and yell. and all. Knock your lights up, brother. I'm not going to be in the presence of this. Okay. That's what a boundary is. And for most children, they bang their heads up against boundaries to see if they hold. And if they don't hold, they keep pushing until they find something in their life that holds firm. Mm -hmm. And so you've probably told them a million times, I'm not doing their bills anymore. And then five days later, you're like, I got to pay the bills. Right. Yeah, there was there was like one time I said, "Can you take this to the post office?" Mm-hmm. And it sat in the truck That's for right. a month. <laughs> and the follow up is, you always let us. St- you never do this. I always, I just needed one thing or the other. Is when you didn't drop this off, the story I told myself is, you don't care about me. You don't mm-hmm. care about the safety of our kids. You don't care about us having a water and running water in our home. That's your behavior is a language and your behavior told me you don't care. Yeah. And it's not me yelling and screaming. That's, that's me saying, hey, yeah, here's what your behavior is telling me. Mm-hmm. And it makes me scared. It makes me sad. And part of my, my values are I'm not going to be in relationships that make me scared or sad. Yeah. I get to choose that. Yeah. And any step forward with the child, if you say, hey, this, these things... I need you engaged at this level um, or I'm, I'm not interested in continuing this relationship. A hundred percent expect the only response that he seems to have, which is to act like a child. And, oh, you're going to take my kids away from me? You're going to take my... The same as if you tell your kids, no, you cannot have Fruity Pebbles for dinner again. Oh, you never let us do anything. You're the worst. I hate you. It's a child response. And until your husband decides to address the child who's been protecting him his whole life and to go back and deal with some of that heavy trauma that he's experienced, I almost guarantee he has. And come to terms with the, um, 
being a participant in his home, meaning he's a participant in his family, meaning he's a participant in his own life, meaning he's worth being loved and he's worth loving himself and he's worth healing from some of that nonsense. And let me tell you, it can happen. I've seen it happen. It takes a lot of work, but it can happen. It's hard. It's be incredible. Until he does that, he's going to get back to like a child. And children are really hard to be married to. We made laws and such. So sorry that you're exhausted. I can hear it on you. I can hear it on you. We'll be thinking about you in your journey. Just try to sit down and decide, here's what I'm worth. Here's what my values are. Here's what I need in this relationship. And then have a conversation about what that's going to look like moving forward. My hope is that he jumps in, goes all in, says, I hear you this time. Let us know how that half-day retreat goes. I'm fascinated to hear the follow-up. And uh, if he ever wants to, tell him to call me. I'd love to chat with him. We'll be right back. Hey, what's up? Deloney here. Listen, you and me and everybody else on the planet has felt anxious or burned out or chronically stressed at some point. In my new book, Building a Non-Anxious Life, you'll learn the six daily choices that you can make to get rid of your anxious feelings and be able to better respond to whatever life throws at you so you can build a more peaceful, non-anxious life. Get your copy today at johndeloney.com. All right, as we wrap up today's show, (laughs) a guy lives down the street here, man. One of the greatest guys I've had a chance to meet is a a lovely human being, Brad Paisley. And the song is, I'm going to miss her. And it goes like this. Well, I love her, but I love to fish. I spend all day out on this lake and hell is all I catch. Today she met me at the door, said I would have to choose. If I hit that fishing hole today, she'd be packing all her things and she'd be gone by noon. Well, I'm going to miss her. When I get home, but right now I'm on this lake shore and I'm sitting in the sun. I'm sure it'll hit me when I walk through that door tonight. Yeah, I'm gonna miss her. Oh, looky there, I got a bite. <laughs> the best songwriters of my generation, Brad Paisley. Awesome. Hey, so glad you're with us. We'll see you soon on the Dr. John Deloney Show.